A layman looks at the book of Revelation. Peace Gorgas 2021. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 16. We have before us a most solemn scene. John hears a loud voice, resigned to judgment, call out to the seven angels and send him to pour out the seven bowls of the indignation or wrath of God upon the earth. And I heard a loud voice, out of the temple, saying to the seven angels, Go your ways, and pour out the seven bowls of the indignation of God unto the earth. It wasn't up to the angels to decide when or what to pour out. God holds absolute sovereign control and discretion over these matters. It is by his word that the angels go about their business. Take note of how similar these plagues are to the ones that God sent on the land of Egypt prior to the Hebrew Exodus. And the first went away and poured out his bowl unto the earth, and there came an evil and grievous sore upon the men that had the mark of the beast, and upon those that worshipped his image. It seems that the vast majority of the world has accepted the mark of the beast, and all who received it will be stricken with a terrible sore. In Exodus, the plague of boils was the sixth plague sent by God, but here it is the first, and attacks the very body of all of mankind that took the mark of the beast. We are not told exactly what kind of sore will issued, but it will place the world in agony. It will not come upon those who refused his mark. And the second poured out his bowl into the sea, and it became blood as of a dead man, and every living soul died, those in the sea. The second judgment turns the sea into coagulated blood. Is this figurative? It wasn't figurative in Egypt, so I see no reason to assume that it is. This condition seems universal, involving all the oceans of the world. By this plague alone, if God did not intervene, all life would vanish in a short time. We are very reliant upon the oceans for more than just food. Every living thing in the waters will die. The whales, the dolphins, snails, shrimp, fishes, and microorganisms will all die. It seems the specific gravity of the waters will change, rearranging ocean currents and weather patterns. We picture beautiful seashore scenes with white sandy beaches and palm trees, now superimpose the image of the waters turned to dead blood, with millions of dead and decaying creatures being washed into shore. The earth will have lost the ability to replenish its oxygen supply or regulate its temperature. It is an awful scene. And the third poured out his bowl into the rivers and, into, the fountains of waters, and they became blood. After the second plague, at least the rivers and springs will have fresh water to support life, but now we see even those turning to blood. What anguish will befall the earth dwellers? And I heard the angel of the waters say, Righteous art thou that art and that wast holy, because thou hast judged these things. Judgment is God's strange work, and when he finally pours out his wrath on this rebellious earth, the agents of this work will justify him and declare his righteousness in acting. Finally there will be a response to all the bold and proud sin of man. For they shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou gavest them blood to drink, they are worthy. From Cain on down, man without God is a murderer. The earth cries out on account of the barrels of innocent blood shed on it. The world rejected the Son of God and murdered him and have been murdering his servants since the beginning of time, and now there is divine retribution for it all. And I heard the altar say, Yea, O Lord God the Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. God's altar itself cries out in acknowledging his true and righteous judgments. Global warming. And the fourth poured out his bowl upon the sun, and it was given him to scorch men with fire. The fourth angel now pours out his bowl on the sun, and the earth dwellers are scorched with a burning heat. This is global warming on steroids, and is a foretaste of the eternal fire they will have to endure. Now amount of air conditioning will hold it back. They won't be able just to go for a dive in a lake to cool off. Men will scorched. And the men were scorched with great scorching, and blasphemed the name of God that had authority over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. 
it will be clear to the doomed earth dwellers that the God of heaven has authority over these plagues, but that will not lead them to repentance. Instead, with hardened hearts they will add to their sin by blaspheming God's holy name. A natural heart is at enmity with God. Without the intervention of the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for men to repent and turn from their wicked ways. And the fifth poured out his bowl upon the throne of the beast, and his kingdom became darkened, and they gnawed their tongues for the pain. The Old Testament prophets give us insight into the chronology of these end times. And these things are worth studying. We learn from the book of Daniel that after the midpoint in the seven years that, having had worldwide dominion, the beast out of the seas, or head of the revived Roman Empire, will be drawn back from Jerusalem to his own lands by some commotion. It would seem that old alliances come back together, and his authority becomes limited to his own territory. There will be waves of attacks on the Jews, their worst enemy being the Assyrian, or king of the north, who will come down and inflict awful persecution on the Jews. The king of the south, being Egypt and her allies will also think to achieve victory over Israel. This fifth plague seems to be focused on the revived Roman Empire. It is a plague of darkness. No doubt this is a moral darkness, but there is no reason to believe it is not also a physical darkness. In the account of the exodus from Egypt, God worked a miracle of darkness by Moses. It uses the expression, a darkness that can be felt. It would seem that this is a similar situation, as men will gnaw their tongues in pain from it. And blasphemed the God of the heaven for their pains and for their sores, and repented not of their works. The indication is that the plagues will not be limited to one specific day, but will overlap, as the painful sores remain. Even with this convincing plague, and fully aware that God is directing things from behind the scenes, there will be no repentance or bowing to God. And the sixth poured out his bowl upon the great river, the Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings that are from the east might be prepared. The stage is being set for all nations to appear before the Lord, and the Euphrates river will be dried up to allow China and her allies to come up to attack Jerusalem, where the Lord will defeat them. The kings of the east control some of the largest armies in the world. And I saw out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits as frogs. With God showing his might and power, what could possibly make leaders think they could stand up to God? Seducing spirits, coming from a evil trinity will convince them against reason that might stand a chance in combat with God Almighty. For they are spirits of demons working signs, who go forth unto the kings of the whole habitable world to gather them together unto the war of that great day of God the Almighty. Like the plague of frogs that came over Egypt, these demons will swarm the earth and through lying signs and wonders, convince the world leaders that attack God's people, Israel. Behold, I come as a thief, blessed is he that watcheth, and keepeth his raiment, that he walk not naked. And they see not his shame. Here the Holy Spirit interjects and word of encouragement for the godly remnant of faithful souls left on the earth. It is accompanied by a warning against carelessness. And they gather them together unto the place that is called in Hebrew Armageddon. God has long promised that in the end, he will call all nations into the valley of Armageddon and deal with them. I get the impression from other scriptures that rather than being one big battle, it will be a series of battles with the various peoples. The Assyrian will not make it that far, as God will destroy them on the mountains of Judea, if I understand correctly. This is the awful culmination of God's wrath upon this wicked world. In this vision we have an overview of a number of different things lumped together. Other portions break down the details. And the seventh poured out his bowl upon the air, and there came forth a loud voice from the temple, of the heaven, from the throne, saying, It is done. When the seventh angel pours out his bowl, we hear the divine decree, It is done. And there were lightnings and voices and thunders, and there was a great earthquake. 
such as was not since a man was on the earth, such an earthquake, so great. This, I believe, takes us beyond the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ and his return to earth. If we look in the 38th chapter of Ezekiel, we find God's prophecy regarding Gog and Magog and their alliances. Gog and Magog will also lead the worldwide rebellion after the millennium, which will usher in the great white throne and the final chapter of this earth's history. Ezekiel chapter 38 starting with verse 17, this is what the Lord God says, Are you the one of whom I spoke in former days through my servants the prophets of Israel? Who prophesied in those days for many years that I would bring you against them? It will come about on that day, when God comes against the land of Israel, declares the Lord God, that my fury will mount up in my anger. In my zeal and in my blazing wrath I declare that on that day there will certainly be a great earthquake in the land of Israel. The fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the animals of the field, all the crawling things that crawl on the earth, and all mankind who are on the face of the earth will shake at my presence. And the mountains will be thrown down, the steep pathways will collapse, and every wall will fall to the ground. And I will call for a sword against him on all my mountains, declares the Lord God. Every man's sword will be against his brother. With plague and with blood I will enter into judgment with him, and I will rain on him and on his troops, and on the many peoples who are with him, a torrential rain, hailstones, fire, and brimstone. So I will prove myself great, show myself holy, and make myself known in the sight of many nations, and they will know that I am the Lord. This assault, led by Gog and Magog, will include the armies of Persia, Iran, Africa, Kush, and Libya, as well as other sundry and assorted nations, many people with thee. The Lord's response will be great geological and meteorological cataclysms that will five-sixths of the invading armies. It will take months to bury the dead. The Lord will work a great work of deliverance for Israel. And the end result will be that I will set my glory among the heathen, and the house of Israel will know that I am the Lord the God. And the great city became three parts. And the cities of the nations fell, and Babylon the great was remembered before God to give her the cup of the wine of the indignation of his wrath. We cannot imagine the magnitude of the earthquake that hits at this time. Christian geologists see evidence of what they believe were a series of massive earthquakes during the flood, one of which extended from the Gulf of Mexico up through Alberta, Canada. The topography of the earth will change, which will change weather patterns. Our attention is now turned to the judgment of Babylon, the great whore. Both religious and commercial Babylon come under God's holy judgment, and this subject will occupy the next two chapters. And every island fled away, and no mountains were found. Again, this may be figurative or symbolic, but I believe it is also literal. Islands are by nature isolated from the bulk of dry land, and are often seen as a safe haven, but there will be nowhere on earth that is a safe refuge from God's wrath. Likewise, mountains are above the rest of the world and often have been a place to escape troubles. No such hiding place will be found. There may be some symbolic significance to this statement, but I don't believe it is merely symbolic, as the idea is mentioned in both the Old and the New Testaments. The same is true of the plague of hail. And great hail as of a talent's weight cometh down out of the heaven upon men, and men blaspheme God for the plague of the hail, because the plague thereof is exceeding great. The portion quoted from Ezekiel gives more details, telling us that God will send an overflowing rain, great hailstones, fire, and brimstone. What a horrifying scene this will be. Again, we see, rather than repenting towards God, the earth dwellers blaspheming God and continuing to rebel and defy him. This is the human heart.